0: Kim here with a spooky podcast. You heard right. This is the new Kim here podcast available only on anchor and YouTube for now. Who knows? In a day, in a week, in a year could be everywhere. We don't even know. I'm a writer and creator with 30 plus years experience in not dying. So let me see if I can help you. Today I'd like to help by recommending some fantastic Halloween books. I've got a very tall mountain of spooky Halloween type, sort of give you chills, bump in the night sorts of books that I need to talk to you about today because it is the Halloween season, the leaves are changing colors, the air is cool and crisp, and it's just it's time for some free candy, costumes, and creepy reads. So let's get right to it. The first book I'd like to start with is the book I am currently reading. It was uh, this year's designated Halloween read for me. Um, I have another one that I'm going to be recommending later that I read uh, in late September, kind of for the season. But this is my, my dedicated, chosen Halloween read. And it is the Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. An older, not really even older, I don't even think it's that old, actually, now that I look at it and think about it. But it is a classic Neil Gaiman, sort of middle grade book about a human boy who is being raised by ghosts in a graveyard. Because why not? In true Neil Gaiman fashion, it is dark and creepy, but also beautifully written and... An all-around fantastic story, and it's one of the reasons I really, really love Neil Gaiman is because he just can tell a story. He can tell a story that I love, that is great, that is is just magical, but also kind of dark and twisted. I am one for the disturbed books. I like them a little better. I like when things are highly imaginative and clever and creative, and Neil Gaiman is just, he's all of those things. And so, uh, as I say very often... Neil Gaiman never lets me down, and I am, uh, I don't know, a little more than a quarter of a way through the book. Not quite halfway, and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. It's its very charming and spooky, and it's fun. It's a good read. I'm having a good time with it. Really glad. It's got some beautiful illustrations in it as well, which is kind of cool. Um, it's not fully illustrated, my version anyway. I don't know. I think there is actually a fully illustrated version now that I think about it, and that's something I probably should have looked up before... I uh, jumped into this big, huge spiel about Neil Gaiman, but I do believe there is something that is more illustrated. The Graveyard Book. I'll have to look that up and link it for you in show notes slash description. Yeah, so that is the first book I would recommend because I'm really loving it. And while I can't fully uh, tell you how it, you know, how the ending made me feel or anything like that, because I haven't finished it, but... I'm really loving it, and uh, I can't recommend it enough. Right, uh, right now, as of now, I don't know my my opinion could change. We'll see. No, I uh, I have faith that it is going to be just simply fantastic because so far it is. So that's great. So the Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman, perfect for Halloween, ghosts, dark, spooky, but but still kind of light because it is um about a kid and it's it's um young adult slash middle grade. I believe it's middle grade, but it's, it's good. Okay. The Graveyard Book, Neil Gaiman. Going along with the Neil Gaiman trend, I would also highly recommend Coraline by Neil Gaiman. Um, if you've seen the movie and have not read the book, I, I so highly recommend the book. I mean, with any movie adaption, I'm going to recommend the book. It's just always going to be Oh, better. I don't know if there's a word I could use to better illustrate how much better a book is than a movie. And the movie was fine. There were some good things in the movie and some things that I liked in the movie, but, um, the book just was so much creepier. I felt like it. it just The creepiness came off a little better for me in the book than it did in the movie. Um, But I did read the book first. So there's that. And I'm sure that that... I'm not sure that I am. That definitely sways my opinion. Like, that that's not a theory. That definitely... Like, I know that that swayed my opinion on on book versus movie. But Coraline is the story of a girl named Coraline who moves into a sort of um, townhome with her parents. It's like a converted... um, big house that was converted into to a sort of apartment, townhome sort of situation. And she finds a door in her living room that leads to another dimension, basically. And there she meets other mother and her other family and um, just everyone that's in her world, but in this sort of really dark and twisted wonderland kind of version of it. And they have buttons for eyes and they are... Seriously creepy, and it is seriously amazing. Um, it's another middle grade book by Neil Gaiman, so it's not too intense, if you know what I mean. Like, it is um, written for kids, but it's it's definitely got this spooky factor that... Um, Oh, geez. I just, I have, I, I'm not sure there are not many books that really give me the creeps and this one did, especially towards the end. And I'm not going to spoil it. So, but there was definitely a part of the end where I just was like, whoa, it's so creepy. Um, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, it was in true Neil Gaiman fashion again, beautifully written. Uh, he's got a great clarity with storytelling and, and it, that definitely comes off. And I, I just, I just loved it so much and it, gave me the wonderful creeps, and I actually even um, listed Other Mother as one of my favorite literary characters to exist ever. Like, she's just, she's a phenomenal character and a, a just gorgeous villain, for lack of a better word. Like, she was just, just so cool. So, so cool. And I just loved this book, and I really... If I have time this Halloween, I might reread it because it was that good. Like, it was fantastic. So Coraline by Neil Gaiman. Check that out. Give yourself the creeps. Trudging along with middle grade sorts of themed things, uh, there's an indie book that I just absolutely have to recommend for Halloween, and it is The Library of Souls by Richard Denny. So uh, Richard is a booktuber on YouTube if you are not listening to this podcast on YouTube, uh, BookTube is the community within YouTube of people who talk about the books they read, essentially what I'm doing in this podcast, but via video instead. Uh, but he is a, a very successful BookTuber and and just all-around cool dude. Like, I'm a big fan. Uh, but I grabbed his book, The Library of Souls. It just came out last month. I want to say it came out just last September of 2017. So it's a new release, but it is so good. It's so good. It was so fun. It's about a boy named Simon who uh, is a ghost talker. He can talk to ghosts and he goes off with his uncle on these sort of exorcism jobs. His uncle is hired as the ghost talker, but it turns out it's actually Simon, this, um, this kid who is the ghost talker and he does the job for his uncle and then his uncle collects the money for it. And he, you know, does not have a great life. Um, but him and his uncle get a job at this very haunted library and Oh, turns out that they really bit off more than they can chew with this one. And, um, of course, scary stories ensue and it's just great. It was so, perfectly spooky and mysterious and exciting and fun just in true middle grade fashion it was it was fun and exciting and fast paced and and spooky and adventurous and so i highly recommend it for halloween great ghost sorts of adventures and and just wonderful all around fun middle grade scary book it was great it was fantastic so the library of souls by richard denny Make sure you grab that. Uh, side note: all of these books will be linked in the description slash show notes, so you can so you can grab your copy if you so choose to pick up any of these. Uh, I will make it very easy for you to find them because I'm a nice lady. All right, moving on. I have one last middle grade book. It's just kind of funny that so many of these turned out to be middle grade books because I've read a lot of middle grade this year. Uh, that's no secret. If you follow my YouTube channel, um, that was my reading goal this year was to have a main focus on middle grade books. Um, and it's gone very well. I've learned a lot and I've really enjoyed it. But there is one last middle grade book I would like to recommend for Halloween and it is a pure classic I feel like. But it is The Haunted Mask, a Goosebumps book by the master of fear himself, R.L. Stein. And I, I mean, I feel like any, any 90s kid and maybe even after that grew up on the Goosebumps books. Like we just, we just did like that. That's what you read as a kid. And it, it, um, I feel like Goosebumps got a lot of kids started in reading kind of down the path of becoming a reader. Countless people will tell you that they started with goosebumps. But the Haunted Mask is just a special one to me because... um, Well, first of all, it occurs right on Halloween night. It's about a girl who uh, is easily startled and very much wants to be the startler instead of the one being scared on Halloween night. So she goes to the Halloween shop and in the back room finds a mask that is just so utterly terrifying. And uh, the shop owner really doesn't want to sell it to her. Finally... Finally, she convinces him and uh, turns out the mask is very much legitimately haunted and starts to take over her. And it's just so great because it's just, it's just like pure childhood. This book, I feel like the way R.L. Stein writes kids is so relatable and realistic and I just love it. And this book is a little creepy and fun and full of laughs and and even a little bit of a moral, and it's just great. It's great fun, and so really any Goosebumps book, I feel like you can read during Halloween, but The Haunted Mask is a special one to me, uh, because it was one of the earlier ones, and because it takes place right on Halloween night, and it's got trick-or-treating, and it's, and it's just kids and Halloween goodness. That's just fantastic. So, The Haunted Mask, a Goosebumps book by R.L. Stein. Uh, so speaking of classics, uh, I kind of want to talk about Anne Rice, and while she's not really categorized as a classic author, um, she's <laughs> nowhere near old enough. I feel like to kind of be considered classic, but I feel like Anne Rice um, and her Vampire Chronicles is is some some sort of classic reading that that everybody needs to just try out once. I feel like, but. Uh, right now I do want to talk about Interview with the Vampire, which is the first book in the Vampire Chronicles. Um, movie's very popular. Movie wasn't terrible, like a terrible adaption. It wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing that I've seen. And, and it had enough sort of visual prettiness, like it was pretty enough that I kind of forgive it for not following right along with the books. And, um, of course, Claudia, the little child vampire is, is a favorite of mine. And so I'll Definitely watch the movie just because of that. But um, *Interview with a Vampire*, the book by Anne Rice. Uh, oh, I loved it. I just loved it. Most of the story is Louis' sort of uh, vampire history. It's it's him becoming a vampire, meeting Lestat, and his life afterwards, and Claudia, and and everything that happens. And um, the rest of the Vampire Chronicles afterward stick a little closer to Lestat. But *Interview with a Vampire*, um, the first one that just kind of kicked it off. It, I feel like it had a different tone. Than the other Vampire Chronicles. And while I do prefer Lestat to Louis um, as, a, as a literary character, I think that the interview with the vampire, the book that started it all, is is really special in its own right. I think it stands on its own and it's wonderful. And and you can totally read it as a standalone, which is really cool because most book series aren't, well, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of book series aren't written that way. They They kind of try to cliffhanger you so that you read other things and and finish this the series and things like that. But Interview with a Vampire totally stands on its own and it's 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 just it's it's beautifully written I feel like and and I will tell you that Anne Rice is not not for everyone. Um I know a lot of people don't dig Anne Rice's writing style, which is totally fine like I get it. But um I personally like it works for me. It works for me in her Vampire Chronicles, her other stuff ugh, just it it doesn't work for me. But um Anne Rice just her vampire chronicles are so they're just they're they're beautifully written, they're the language she uses is gorgeous, and her characters are superb. They are highly stylized and and unique and and they're each their own. They're each their own person, and and I absolutely love that. So I would recommend interview with a vampire for Halloween because you know you've got classic vampire sorts of things happening. You've got, um, it's almost like, like cool period sort of things happening historically. And you know, the New Orleans vampire thing, like that's totally perfect for the spooky season. I feel like so interview with a vampire by Anne Rice, highly recommend everybody give it a try. I'm not saying you're going to love it. I loved it. Um, but I think everyone needs to try it and just see if, if the vampire chronicles are for you. Okay, so an actual classic that I really love is The Monk by Matthew Lewis. And this, oh, this is a just such a fantastic read. It's a very old read. The Monk is about a monk. So there you go. Um, uh, it's about a monk who uh, basically is, he, he's, he's very powerful. He's very powerful in in his position in the church. He has a lot of, of Paul. He has a lot of, of sort of political and, and, um, power within, within the church and the Catholic church and things like that. And I think that, that that's the reason this book is so scary. I feel like, like he, like the amount of power and sway that he has over people is, is incredible. And, and it's scary because he, uh, he doesn't Well, I don't want to say he doesn't use it ethically. Well, he doesn't use it ethically, but, um, that's not really the scary part about it. The scary part about it is he thinks he's totally in the right. Like he thinks that he's doing what should be done and, and, and acting as he should. And that's what makes it so scary is that it's like this guy who can, uh, literally hold people against their will and, and, and everything. And it's, it's, it's just really good. Okay. Like, I'm just going to say, like, it's just really good, but it is about this monk that, that has a lot of power and things like that and and uses it and and the different stories that kind of branch out from that and there's there's a pregnant nun and there's people falling in love with other people and then the monk is is getting infatuated with the woman himself and it just there's just a lot going on in this book that I can't really explain it very well which is terrible as I am doing an entire podcast dedicated to talking about books, and I can't even talk about books properly. Um, But it just, it, it was such a, an intriguing read, and I was expected to be totally bored by it. And it is dense, like I will tell you that. So it's not the easiest book to get through, but I absolutely was enamored by it. Like I was so, it, it consumed me for a while. Like I really thought about it a lot afterwards, even now. Like I read this almost five years ago, and <laughs> And I'm still thinking about it, which is probably another reason that I can't really describe it very well, because it's been a really long time. Oh, but it was so good and, 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 and creepy and makes you think and just very disturbed and dark and twisted. And who doesn't love that in October? Like that is the season for disturbing literature. So here we are. The Monk by Matthew Lewis. There's one more I want to talk to you about. It's a story specifically, but anything from this author is just dead on for Halloween. Do you see what I did there? That was a pun. I'm so punny. Very clever. I know that's why you're listening, is for my cleverness. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about Edgar Allan Poe. All right? I mean, how could I go without mentioning the great Poe? Like, he's... Be still my heart, Edgar Allan Poe. I'm a big fan of pretty much anything Edgar Allan Poe did. Like, I just, I'm a a big fan. But I specifically want to talk about The Pit and the Pendulum. Uh, It's a short story of his that is not terribly long. So I'm literally flipping through it right now because I have it in this gorgeous bind up that I just have to look at like on a daily basis about 10 pages in my very big with very tiny text book. So it's not terribly long, um, which is kind of nice if you need a, a Halloween sort of read, but but you don't have all month as it is only, I mean, we're what, 10 days out of Halloween as of recording this episode. So um, you don't have a lot of time to get through an entire huge novel. Something like The Fit in the Pendulum would be perfect because it's it's not a two-page short story, so it's still got some meat to it, if you know what I mean. Like it's still uh, long enough that you can really sink your teeth into it. But it's it's not the the time commitment that that a full-length novel would be. And ooh, is it creepy and so freaking twisted, like, oh good heavens, I love it so much. Um, I think it's the I haven't read a everything by Edgar Allan Poe. I haven't read a, a I've read a fair amount. But I feel like The Pit and the Pendulum is, is, oh, it's one for the books. (laughs) There's another pun. I'm so good at this. Um, No, but The Pit and the Pendulum really gave me the legit creeps. Like it really like got in my head and that was cool. That was really cool. I got the goosebumps and the hairs on the back of my neck were, (laughs) and it did like The Pit and the Pendulum gets in your head. And I think that's what's so fantastic about it as a horror story is it really, messes with your mind a little bit t- to think about what that guy went through in the pit. Like, like just the mental game that that place is, is fantastic. And yeah, so The Pit the Pendulum, if you don't know, is about a gentleman who has been thrown into a pit. And I believe it is the like, man, it's been a while since I've read it, but I believe this is like Spanish Inquisition sort of thing. Like he's been, been thrown down there by the church and, um, I'm going to have to research that. That could be totally wrong. Wow. Like I said, I'm super good at this. Um, anyway, so he's in this pit and he basically has to deal with that. And oh, and he finds himself in in places and and almost dies. And it just, oh man, ooh, like I'm just thinking about it and it's giving me legit creeps. But I feel like if you need something quick and if you need something legitimately scary, check out The Pit and the Pendulum by Edgar Allan Poe. I think that it's 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 just the perfect nugget of scary story for... Um, for the person that doesn't have a a a lot of time to commit to a novel, but but wants to be creeped out, so yeah, the Pit and the Pendulum by Edgar Allan Poe. Can't recommend enough. I can't recommend any of these enough. Like, let's be honest, these are all great and fantastic and wonderful and scary and therefore fun. So it's great. And those are the Halloween books that I recommend this year. So that is all. Be sure to call in, comment, or social media me your own thoughts and feelings on Scary Reads if you've read these. If you've got some recommendations for others, I'd love to talk about it. If you need to fill the void between podcast episodes, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kimhere. You can count on me for thoughts and feelings about living the creative life and a little bit of motivation if you need it. I hope everyone has a fantastic Halloween. Read something spooky. Tis the season. Until next time, make good choices.